Welcome to the SOS Church Stockholm podcast. We are an international church in the heart of Stockholm that meets every Sunday at 12 p.m. at Drottninggatan 81. The celebration is in English with translation into Swedish, Farsi, and Spanish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations, living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. Come on. Can we put our hands together for Jesus in this place one more time? We came to celebrate Jesus. Come on, you may be seated. Come on, can you also put your hands together for Walter and Linda? Love you. Walter, he taught me how to preach on the streets 20 years ago. He led me, he was holding my hands and he was taking me out on the streets here in Stockholm and, and showed me how to share the good news. Walter, I'm, I'm forever grateful. You are my older brother and I learned so much from you. I wish I had your hair. <laughs> I just do. What can I say? I just wish I had your hair. Listen, isn't he pretty? He's a pretty man. It's a good-looking man. Hey, let me ask you, who, who am I meeting for the first time in here tonight? Who have I never met before? Hey, good to see you. Hey, 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 beautiful people. Where have you been? What's going on? All right, how many have I met before here? Okay, we know some of you here. Uh, if we had never met before, my name is Daniel. Well, if you have met before, my name is still Daniel. I'm, I, I mean, it's always... Uh, and I'm, I'm a son of SOS. I have SOS DNA in my blood. Everything I know, uh, uh, Johannes and Marie Amritz taught me. And all the results I see from Jesus in my life, I credit my mom and dad in faith. So let me just say that first of all. Johannes led me to Jesus this month, 26 years ago, down in South Sweden. I was a lost little boy. I didn't know where to turn. And, and I never knew who Jesus really was, but there was a young man, 24 years old, came and preached Jesus with fire. And, and you shared who Jesus truly was, and something stirred in my heart. And that night, when Johannes said, one, two, three, close your eyes, one, two, three, lift your it felt like an hour. It felt like an hour. I wanted to lift my hand, but I didn't want to let it, you know, and... and Heart is beating and I lifted my hand and I said yes to Jesus. And I gave my life to Jesus that night and my life was forever, forever transformed. Forever transformed. And then within an hour after that happened, Johannes was walking around after church when people were having Swedish fika. And he was recruiting people to get, lead him to, not in the after meeting, not after at the altar call. No, when people were drinking coffee and, and, and having a good time. He was handpicking 10 people and said, hey, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So he came up to me and he put his arm around me and he said, Daniel, what a wonderful night. Ah, yes, a great night. Yeah. Hey, why don't you get baptized in the Holy Spirit tonight as well? I said, sure. <laughs> Had no idea what I was. Nothing. Never heard of it before. But I got baptized in the Holy Spirit that night because you recruited. You handpicked. You, were, you went after it. Forever grateful. Me and my brother, we start to travel around everywhere in Småland where Johannes would preach in every service, in every little town, and we ran up to every altar call. <laughs> we said yes to every invitation. 
and I was dreaming about going on a missions trip together with Johannes and Maria. And as soon as I turned 18, three years later, I signed up and I went to India. And my life was forever transformed again. Called to the unreached. Trained to be a missionary. And everything I am today, I am because of that. So can we just put our hands together for Johannes and Maria too? I am very honored to be here tonight. I feel like I am coming home. This is my home church in Europe. Uh, and I, I, I want to I speak to you as I speak to family tonight. Can I do that? Is that okay? Yeah, I'm excited. I have so many friends in the building as well. Koffe and Neely, you're doing such an amazing work. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me. Wow. Dang. Such a pure worship, such a good leadership in the two of you. Thank you for building with excellence. Amazing. Coffee came to our school. Now, what is it? 15 years ago. Uh, not a young lost man from Smallland, right? <laughs> and and I, can, I, I know how that feels. Come on, come on here. Let's, let's do this, right? And then, then 17 years ago, I was invited to Switzerland to a place called Power Camp in Switzerland. Any Swiss in the place here today? Yeah, yeah. Timothy invited me, Timothy man invited me to come and preach in Switzerland. So 17 years ago, I got to know the beautiful, amazing Swiss people. Became friends for life. Love you. Good to see you here. And, and, and we were tag team and you invited us and, a, and another couple. Their, their name were Matt and Sarah Marvan. And we preached every other night. And instant love, instant friendship. Love you. So grateful to be here with all of you tonight. Amazing. And all of the Swedish missionary heroes, Jonathan and Anna, Gardan and Gothenburg, old good friends, and, 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 and Jenny and Andreas in, in, in Malmö. Come on. I went to Bible school together with Jenny back in the days. Amazing. Amazing. And new friends from Westeros as well. And new friendships. Amazing. Good to see you. And everyone else. I'm learning from Johannes. Everyone else who didn't mention my name, I'm sorry. I love your name. Love you. Beautiful. Amazing. But I'm honored to be here with you tonight. And I believe God has given me a word uh, straight from the Holy Spirit, straight from the Bible. And I want to speak that into existence tonight. Because, you know, God called Stephanie and I to America 10 years ago. We've been, we've been honored to serve in America. We were surprised that God called us to America. Super surprised. But now we see why. We understand the, the reason why. We are sending over 40 people from our church to, to Daughters Salon together with SOS here in, in at the end of this month, right? Our pastor is going. Pastor Chris Gilke is coming. He's going to support the festival and stand together with you. So we're so amazed. Mission SOS is our mission partner. Johannes is on our advisory board. We're still family. But, but I understand now we see a wave of missionaries coming out from America again. And that's the dream. And, and, and when, when, when I went to Senegal, me and my son, we went to Senegal last fall to, to be at the festival. And I spent a lot of time with the Swiss people and the French people. Not, not a lot of uh, Swedes on that festival, but a lot of Europeans. God broke my heart again. You can ask my wife, I came home weeping for Europe. And I was like, God, you do something in Europe. Come on, I want to support it again, God. What can we do? How can we be a part of it again? And that's the bleeding heart I'm speaking to you from tonight I believe it's time for Europe again I believe there's time for a new wave of church planting and I cannot wait to be a part of it and to support it and stand with y'all listen I believe it is the promised land of our generation 
I believe it's the legacy of Johannes and Maria Amritsar that we're going to see the book of Acts church restored in power but also geographically all around Europe. I believe it and I want to speak it into existence tonight. You know God is looking for a people that is ready to go, ready to be sent, ready to pray, ready to fund a church planting movement on this continent. And if you've never been to church before, I'm sorry, I'm just excited. I am just excited because I love Jesus so much. And I believe he's going to speak to people here tonight and he's going to stir something up in this place tonight. We're going to see something. Because you see like Joshua, I've been on a lot of scouting trips into the promised land. When I lived here in, in Sweden, I was traveling to Switzerland and I preached and I, I was scouting. I, I, I was traveling to France, France and I was, I was scouting, I was preaching, I saw something in Austria, I saw it in Turkey, I saw it in Bulgaria and like Joshua, I'm bringing you some good reports tonight. I'm bringing back some good reports. Listen, you may be, you may be thinking there are giants out there, may, may be. You may say we look like grasshoppers in the eyes of, of Europe is a lost continent. Well, maybe we look like grasshoppers. Maybe they are saying that we are just a remnant. We are just a minority. But maybe, maybe whatever that's true. But listen, I'm here to tell you tonight that we serve a mighty God. And God is not done with this, with this continent. God has plans. We are stepping into promised land together. Mm. I want to speak it into existence together with all of you tonight. I am so honored that I'm invited to be a part of this conference because I believe God is for us. Who can be against us? And tonight I want to, I want to share a story about Joshua. Joshua, the leader of leaders. Joshua, the one who took the promised land. Joshua, the one who crossed the border and he, he went to the first city. And guess what? He had a Jericho moment. When the walls fell down, when he broke, broke through and stepped into the promised land. I believe the breakthroughs coming your way. I believe we're going to see it suddenly. Like the Bible said, suddenly this happened. You know, we can prepare, we can pray, we can, we can plan, we can stand in faith for it. And suddenly those walls can come down. Breakthrough moment. Wilson, everyone wants a breakthrough moment. Everyone wants Every spirit-filled, born-again believer wants to have that breakthrough moment. You say, I want that. Of course we do. So did the 10 scouts that went with Joshua and Caleb. Of course they, they wanted. They were going in eager to see it. But guess what? They never, they never saw the Jericho moment. They were not a part of taking of the promised land later. Why? Well, because they were blinded by fear. They were crippled by their insecurities. They, they, they saw the fear in the eye. They, they painted a different picture and, and doubt and, and failed dreams were their fuel from this moment on. Listen, to be a part of a big breakthrough, you first need a personal breakthrough. Joshua and Caleb had it, but the rest of the tender didn't. So the question is, what about you? I know you're eager. I know you've been scouting. I know you've seen it. I know you believe for it. That's why you're here on a Friday night. You could go to the movies. You could go out dancing. But you showed up because you believe something. You sense something. You want something bigger than yourself. You want to be a part of that movement. But maybe you're blinded a little bit by insecurities. Maybe you're, you're a little bit afraid. 
And can I say it? Maybe life has become a little bit too comfortable. So it's not as easy anymore. Tonight, I believe you can have a personal breakthrough. It's not too late, my friend. God is speaking something. So we're going to follow Joshua's path and learn something tonight. So we're going to go to Exodus chapter 33 together. Before we do that, if you have a Bible, please hold up your Bible. If not, just hold up a hand. And we're just going to declare over God's Word tonight because it's not Daniel's inspired words. It's not how much I can stir something in you, but I believe it's the Word of God, okay? So let's, let's everyone say this. Say, Father God, thank you for your Word. Your Word. It's a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my path. Your word changes me from the inside out. Tonight, I'm ready to receive. I'm willing to obey your holy word. Amen. You said it. Let's do it, okay? Exodus chapter 33 and verse 7. And we read this. It was Moses' practice to take the tent of meeting and set it up some distance from the camp. Everyone, every, say everyone. Everyone who wanted to make a request to the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside of the tent. You see, the night I got saved, Johannes gave me a Bible. I don't know if you remember this, but, and then he told me, Daniel, when you come home, write down the date you got saved, May 30th, 1997. And say, I got saved. And say, write down, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then you start reading that Bible. So I did that. I have that Bible still. And I start to read. And it was amazing. It was great. Genesis, all those stories. Wow. This is cool. This is great. Wow, a big boat flooding. And then God called Abraham amazing. And Jacob is, is tricking his family. Like, listen, this is cool. This is watching TV. And I went to Exodus. I started to read. God is releasing, rescuing a whole people. They're, they're, they're cutting through the, the ocean. Oh my gosh, this is great. And then I met, made it to halfway through Exodus. And the Bible started to describe Build this tent, tabernacle. This is the measurement. This is how many feet it should be. This is how tall it should be. These are the colors. And, and I got completely lost. I never heard the word tabernacle before in my life. The tent of meeting, tabernacle. I, I was really, I don't, I don't understand anything. You know, I'm old enough that I could not Google things at that time either. So I'm, I'm, I didn't know. And then someone gave me good advice. Well, why don't you start reading about Jesus in the Gospels instead? And I did. And, and so maybe you're like me. Maybe you have no idea about the tent of meeting. Let me just describe the tent of meeting for you tonight. The tent of meeting was something God instructed Moses to build. A place where his manifested presence would rest. You see, God is omnipresent. But in the Old Testament, God could only manifest his presence at one place. And that was inside the tent of meeting. The holy of holiest. The, the place where his, his kabod, his glory would weigh down in that place. And God would speak. That is where God would show up in the Old Testament. And I love what it says. Everyone was invited to come and spend time with God in that tent. Can you imagine? Everyone could come and to spend time with the one who created heaven and earth. Everyone could come and spend time with the one who's holding the oceans in the, in the cup of his hand. 
everyone could come to the one that is that is measuring the the width of the universe in his outstretched time he is the one and they could be intimate with him they could ask him questions they could bring things to him can you imagine when you'll see that and all those slaves that have been released out of Egypt and, and they've seen God move and God's miracles, you can only imagine when we continue to read how, how the Bible must describe how they all lined up outside of the tent, waiting, eager to step in for their turn to be inside the tent and spend some time with God. They would wait. They would wait for days in line and they would, they would just be there excited that one day I can come in. And as soon as they've been in there being refreshed in the presence of God, they would probably run out, eat something and get back in line again because I want to go back to the presence of God. So let's continue to read when all of this is happening here. Verse 8. Whenever Moses went to the tent of meeting, all the people would get up and stand in the entrance of their own tents they would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside and as he went into the tent the pillar of cloud would come down and hover at his entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses when the people saw the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents you see everyone was invited to come but it was more comfortable to watch Moses from a distance encountering God. It was more comfortable to wait by their own tents and watch someone else's life with God. Can I be real with you tonight? Yeah? Can we speak like family? I've noticed in our time that it's more comfortable to watch other people's spirituality than to going deeper in your own. It's more comfortable scrolling other people's spirituality on Instagram and when you find something that is inspiring, repost that and you feel like this was great. It's more comfortable to share someone else's link and be inspired by what they are doing and what they are saying instead of diving in deeper with God on your own. It's more comfortable to have an opinion about someone else's spirituality and why it's not perfect and why it's not okay. And to the eagerness to share that opinion with the whole world instead of diving deeper in your own. You see, to encounter God and to dive into your spirituality, to be with Him, it will cost you something. And that is not always comfortable. Getting close to the holy God requires holiness and he will expose sin and he will start cutting and pruning and that is not comfortable. All your secrets will be revealed before God and that is not without pain. Can I tell you because I've done it a million times. Ah, it's not comfortable when his light starts shining, when sin gets exposed and you feel like I am so naked before you God. So it's easier to cover up and withdraw and look from a distance and say, God, you're holy. I love what you're doing over there. Instead of saying, God, I want to come near you. I want to be close to you. But I'm here to tell you something. The reward that comes from being close to God is worth every cost. It's worth every penny that we are paying in his presence. It's worth getting rid of that sin, that stronghold, those secrets in our life. Because to be with God, 
to spend time with him to draw near to him it's worth everything and you are invited you're invited into the tent you're invited but listen it's not convenient it's easier to watch your pastor's spirituality and and people's spirituality from the distance and say well I'm good maybe you're Jesus freak of a friend and you say that's good for her but listen it's more comfortable but listen you're missing out because something is happening on the inside of that tent let's read verse 11 here it says inside the tent of meeting the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend and afterward Moses would return to the camp but listen now the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would linger behind in the tent of meeting. Only one person followed Moses in, Joshua. And when he was in that tent together with Moses, he was watching, he was observing, he was listening, he was learning, he was leaning in. And when Moses stepped out, guess what? Joshua, he lingered he stayed and there, there's no record in the bible what, what what joshua did when he was staying behind but i can only imagine that now he he was standing there with god alone he was sitting down and he started to practice what he's seen moses do he started to imitate moses in how moses spoke now joshua started to speak now joshua started to whisper now joshua started to pray and he would linger there in the presence of god because he learned something from moses I know I am who I am because I was I had the honor and the privilege to to watch to observe to to study to learn from Johannes and Maria I was there praying nights I've been seeing it I've been observing listening learning taking notes and then imitating okay that's how you pray okay this is how you do it okay now I want to try it it was there when we went to India when I was 18 years old and we were not allowed to pray on the streets or preach on the streets. Guess what? What Johannes did, he, he, he invited us all to his hotel room and closed the door and for the next five hours he taught us how to pray. It was warring for India. I was 18. I was learning. I was observing. I was listening. I was imitating and I learned how to war in prayer. I learned how to be intimate with God. I was watching and then I wanted to linger. And late at night, one night in India, I bent my knees before Jesus when no one else was around. And I whispered to God and I said, God, I know I told you before I only wanted to come to mission strip to experience it. But I was praying the wrong kind of prayer, God. God, could I please do this for the rest of my life? God, could I please be a part of something like this for the rest of my life? And he said, yes, because I was willing to, to linger. The word linger is defined like this, to stay in a place longer than necessary because of a reluctance to leave. Hmm. You see, we, we have a tendency to linger. We all linger. We have places we are lingering. We have places we are staying longer than necessary. We have even places we are stay, staying longer than we should. If we are honest. So the question tonight, where are you lingering? Where are you staying longer than necessary? Is it YouTube? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Two hours later, right? Is it Instagram? Where are we lingering? Is it 
an unhealthy relationship? Is it at a local bar? Is it a lingering at a porn site that you know you shouldn't be at? Listen, where are we lingering? Because we are. The problem is not that we are lingering, but we are lingering in the wrong places. We want the Jericho moment. We want the breakthrough. We desire it. We even pray for it. But are we ready to linger in the right place? Are we ready to stay longer than necessary? To experience that? Listen, can I be honest? It's never been easier to sin than today. Can I say that in Stockholm 2023? Sin is it literally on our fingertips today. Everywhere. And the gravitational pull away from God is stronger than ever before. I'm not saying that to condemn you. No, I'm, I live in the same world like you. I'm saying that to help you because you are not alone. You're not a special case. You're not unique. We all sense it. We all feel it. But don't do that. Don't, don't try to fight it alone. Don't try to fight it in secret. Bring it to the light. Bring it to Jesus. Invite other people to be a part of it. Say, I need help. I need some accountability. Trust me, I'm in the same fight as you are. There's solutions to it. So what do we do? Well, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1 says this. For this reason, we must, listen now, pay attention all the more. More than ever before, we must pay attention to what we have heard so that we will not drift away it's easy to drift away so we need to pay attention all the more last summer i i, I had a the joy to take stephanie and our kids from texas and we drove east to florida to spend a week on the beach we rented a cabin there and it was fun we drove for 14 hours and we came late night and we put our bags into the cabin and then we ran down to the beach and i'm telling you florida know how to beach we came down and we looked to our left and it was just kilometers of beach we looked to our right kilometers of beach and we said we're in heaven so me and the kids were running in and we were dipping and we were swimming. We were playing, having fun. And for the next 20 minutes, we were just having fun. And then you look up. And I didn't see our umbrella on the beach anymore. I didn't recognize the buildings. And I'm looking at, well, I've never seen this building before. And we had not realized that when we were playing, we had not noticed that it was under streams. There were, there were rip curls. There were poor streams pulling us to the side. And we did not even notice. There's a pull on your life. And we don't always notice. And if we do nothing about it, we're going to end up in a place that we don't want to be. And we never planned to be at all. So we walked into the beach. And we had to walk 10 minutes back to find our place. And we learned something that day that tomorrow we need to find some markers on the beach. We need to look up a little bit more frequently. We want to make sure we are not drifting. So we, we placed some markers and we looked for the markers and we were paid. Okay, we, we need to go back a little bit because we've been drifting. Pay even more attention to what you heard. There are markers on the beach, my friend. There are markers out there. I've learned something in my, in my history, my, my upbringing with SOS. The same markers that I learned 26 years ago, they are still on the beach and they are still working. I went to the Bible school this fall 20 years ago. We have 20 years anniversary this year. Come on somebody. I was, I was among the first students that came. 
And can I tell you something? Because I know there's a lot of ex-Bible school students in the room tonight, like me. Everything I learned in Bible school 20 years ago, I'm still practicing today because it's working. There are some markers on the beach that is still working. And you say, well, it's not that easy anymore. I have kids. Me too. It's not that easy anymore. I have two cars. Me too. Praying in the spirit still works. Evangelizing on the street still works. Going on a mission trip still works. Markers on the beach. Look to them. Hold on even more eager to what you learn and what you heard because otherwise you're going to drift away. You're going to be pulled away. Linger in the presence of God. You heard it. You learned it at Bible school and Bible school was the best year of your life and everything was easy and it was so good. Why? Because you were doing the right things. Huh. It still works but we are getting pulled away. How, about, how do I know if I drifted away? Well, you may know when, when you're more interested in how many are following you than, than how many are not following Jesus. When you're, you're interested in how many people are liking your post more than how like you are Jesus. When you spend an hour on your most authentic, spontaneous pic on Instagram. From every angle. But you didn't have time to read your Bible for the last three weeks. We're drifting away. We're being seduced by something different. <laughs> when we are eager to know everything about everyone else's business, but we have forgotten about our Father's business. And if anyone point out something that is wrong, you're out. Yeah, I don't, I don't like this anymore. This is getting uncomfortable. Welcome to the kingdom of God. There's a lot of knives cutting all the time and that's good knives from God. People act like God doesn't read their posts anymore on social media. But let me tell you, He does. He read every Christian post out there. Even the ones you're writing from your fake account. God reads it. He knows it. Ouch. Hebrews. Two and one, pay attention all the more to what we have heard so we will not drift away. Currents are shifting quicker than ever before. We see a drift because people are doing nothing. All you have to do to drift away is to do nothing. You don't have to do anything and the drift begins. People thought Jesus was their anchor, that he was their hope until there was a shift in the political parties in Sweden. Huh. Until the pandemic came. Until we had a recession and all of a sudden Jesus is not our hope anymore. Can I tell you something? It's time to stop using the pandemic as a crutch, as an excuse, as an explanation why things are not that easy anymore. I know it was tough. I know it was hard. I'm not saying that but it's time to get out of that pit of victim mentality and say come on we can do this again. It's over. Jesus is still on the throne today. We linger in the right place. There's a place better to linger and that is the presence of God like Joshua did to stay in there. A place where the gravitational pull from the world will decrease. Where the voices and the temptation of this world will no longer be as strong because he who lives in me is stronger than the one who lives in this world. And listen the doors are open for you my friend. 
The invitation has been gone out. The price has been paid. And the Bible says that we can come with confidence to the throne of God through the blood of Jesus who paid away. And now even the Bible says that Joshua and Moses and all the other faith heroes from the Old Testament, they're watching you. They're saying, listen, you have something we didn't even have. So run to the presence of God. You don't need a tent of meeting anymore. You can meet with him anywhere because now his presence is manifested in you and through you. Everywhere you go, you're invited to linger in the presence of God. To stay longer than necessary in his presence. When was the last time you stayed longer than necessary in the presence of God? It's easier to stay in the presence of God when we want something, when we need something, when we want that blessing, when we need that, 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 that revelation from God. But when did we just stay because of staying? Linger because He's good and because He's our God, because He's holy to know Him. We want the life Joshua had. We want the sun to stand still. We want to cross the Jordan River. We want to take the promised land. But are we ready to linger? Joshua stayed when everyone else left. Imitating Moses. Learned spirituality through Moses. Understood what it was. Imitate. Learn. Bring back the markers. Do it again. One of my favorite teachings by Johannes ever is the story how you breathe and pray in the Holy Spirit. If you never heard that, come on, come to Bible school. Sign up tonight. So easy to flow with the Holy Spirit. I would never have figured that out. I needed to imitate someone. I needed to hear from someone. To linger, to stay. Huh. You're invited tonight. Where do you linger? Why is this important, Daniel? I'm going to wrap up with this. Because where you linger is where you're going to be commissioned. It took him almost 40 years. But at the border of the promised land, when Moses was about to die, Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 14 says this. Then the Lord said to Moses, the time has come for you to die. Call Joshua and present yourself at the tent of meeting so that I commission him there. Moses were handing over the baton to the next generation. And the one God wanted to commission was the one that knew him. The one that knew the inside of the tent of meeting. The one who's been there before. And he brought him back to the place he was lingering to appoint him. To put him in charge. To send him. To put him in command. To receive that personal call to serve God. There are God-given dreams within your spirit. And the lingering with God would test that character. We'll build some stamina. We'll build some humility. We'll build some strength. We'll bring some, some purity. It took 40 years. But Joshua had linger at the right place. He had his markers put out for him. He was keeping his course. When the people around him were, were speaking defeat and speaking disbelief and speaking doubt. He stayed faithful and strong. The nations are waiting for you. The God-given adventures are waiting for you. The anointing God is looking to give someone tonight is waiting for you. 
If our hearts are willing to say, God, here am I, send me. I want to linger in your presence. I want to build my relationship with you again. Someone that is willing to say tonight, I'm sorry, God, that I've been lingering in the wrong place. But tonight I want to come back to you. <laughs> Europe is ripe for harvest. Lift your eyes, says Jesus. And look at the fields, they're ripe for harvest. The harvest is plentiful, but guess what? The workers are few. We don't have a harvest problem in Europe. We have a leadership problem. We have a workers problem. People that are not willing to linger in the local church and serve the vision. People that, that are not willing to, to pay the price to give of themselves and that's the problem. We're looking for leaders. We're looking for workers to the harvest field. And I believe you came tonight because you know it deep inside of your heart. Let's stand to our feet together. We're going to pray together now. Close your eyes and lift your face toward heaven. Because God is about to do something in your life tonight. There's a baton ready to be passed on to you. If you're 16, if you're 15, if you're 18, if you're 25, if you're 40, listen, if you're 80, there's a baton ready to be passed on to you. To be a part of something greater than yourself. To see a move of God that generations been dreaming about. That our leaders been walking ahead of us, paying a price that we can only imagine. But we get to reap the harvest. We get to see a result tonight. Close your eyes, lift your face toward heaven. Father, I pray tonight for every man and woman who came to Acts Conference 2023 here in Stockholm. The people that made a way from all over Sweden, Norway, Europe, came here to be in your presence. God, we are not wasting our time in your presence tonight, but we're lingering with you. We're diving deeper with you, Jesus. Jesus, we're here to repent from sin tonight. We're here, Jesus, for your fire to cleanse us pure again tonight. We're here tonight for strongholds to break in our minds, excuses, lies that we've been believing, God. Tonight, you're shining your light. Tonight, you're exposing every part of it in your holy presence.